Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 2023. I'm just I'm just rehearsing so I can try to say it right because uh, I'm going to end up saying 2022 for the next 17 weeks. Anyway, uh, back here on First Take, we're kicking off Hour 2. I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Geller going to the Oakland Heart Jewish talking text time. We got a text from 8873 saying, I am picking the Saints to win. That's all. That's in all caps. Just, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I yelled it correctly, but it's in all caps. It says Saints 23. yell it then. Yes, that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, <laughs> Saints 23, Eagles 20. Who that? Go Saints. Thanks. <laughs> Um, you know, I like the positivity. It's a good thing, right? Like positivity, uh, you know, you positivity breeds more positivity, right? That's the texter go must have seen Ian Rappaport's tweet. Possibly. What did it say? Uh, it's saying that. Get <laughs> Sorry. Exactly word. That's all right. No, I'm going to get his exact wording here. Uh, that's why. But basically uh, saying that there's a big development for the Saints Pro Bowl corner, Marshawn Lattimore, who hasn't played since October 9th because of that abdomen injury, is expected to play today, source said to Ian Rappaport. Also, wide receiver Chris Olave, who's dealing with that hamstring issue, also expected to be a go. These Saints, the black and gold, are going hard for that W today in Philadelphia. Yeah, and, and as we mentioned before uh, before the break, Gardner Minshew will be the starter for the Eagles today. It always kind of felt that was the case. Uh, anytime you list somebody as doubtful, it's pretty yeah. much you might as well just list them as out because why would you list them as, as doubtful if they were even like really had a chance to play? Um, but, yeah, what, what do you think about the game? 504-260-1870. Hit us up in the Oakland Heart Jewish talking text line. Let us know what you were predicting for this game. You know, five and a half points – on the road, it's not a crazy spread. You know, this is not a game where, you know, Vegas is expecting the Saints to get to get rolled over in. And, you know, I, I, I can understand why, especially, like you said, Marshawn Lattimore coming back. Um, what is going to be interesting to see is what do you do with, with Paulson Adebo and Alante Taylor? I, th- I think it's going to be really hard to take Alante Taylor off the field and put him into the slot or put him wherever you want. You still have Bradley Roby. He's healthy. He's been playing the slot the last two weeks. He's done well. Um, I think Paulson Adebo is – is going to be a slot corner down the road, personally. And I think that the only question is whether he's ready to do it. But, I mean, I, Alante Taylor is just playing with so much confidence right now. I just find it really difficult to see him coming off the field um, and throwing Paulson and Debo in that slot. No, you're right. This could be a situation, too, where we see the Saints kind of ease Lattimore back yeah. in. I don't know if he'll Agreed. have, you know, limited snaps today uh, dealing with that abdomen injury. You know, we, we heard from – uh, Ryan Nielsen a couple weeks back, the biggest thing was him getting contact. Or was uh, it might have been Chris Richard? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Just uh, the biggest thing was you know Lattimore being able to sustain and get used to contact again because of the the severe nature of that injury. And yeah, when that that touchdown uh, against the Seahawks when he fell down going backwards into the end zone. Just landing all awkwardly. Awkwardly, I've said it many a times. Just him running back to the sideline, 
the dude collapsed before he even could make it to the bench area. It was just uh, a really scary scene to see, and just glad that he is able to get back on the field today. Very anxious to see what a guy like Lattimore can do right now, and how much how many how much he can do in this game will be interesting to two just because of all the time. Like October 9th, that's that's a it seems like you know another year it's, ago. It's yeah, a lifetime ago. <laughs> I, I remember we we were talking you know maybe even a month ago when we were like. Uh, d- kind of debating whether we thought Marshawn was going to come back at all. And it was like, at exactly. that point, we were like, yeah, we're probably going to be out of it by the time that he's healthy enough to play. So do you even bring him back? Well, they're not out of it. Um, so it is kind of interesting. And, you know, I think it's a good sign for for Marshawn because he could have easily said, you know what, I'm going to see you right? all next year. You know, I think this is just an indicator of how much of a competitor Marshawn is and he wants to get back out there, even with these slim hopes. But I do agree that – it would be a mistake to just throw him out there for 90% of the snaps and say, okay, he's healthy, go. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you're going to see something of a rotation. So, yeah, the, the debate over whether you're going to have Paulson Adebo or Alante Taylor kind of be that full-time CB2 across from him probably isn't something you'll have to figure out this week in, in the sense that there's probably going to be some sort of rotation either way. But it, it is interesting. And the thing that stands out to me this season is just how good the – defensive secondary has been and the past defense has been without even without Marshawn um and, and so they, yeah they haven't been healthy altogether all year it's right, crazy right and you're, you're starting a rookie <laughs> and you're just kind of throwing him into the fire and seeing what happens and you know honestly down the road Marshawn having to miss this time could end up benefiting you because I don't think you would end up have been you would have ended up getting this level of um runway for Alante Taylor had Marshawn been healthy all season because, you know, you're not going to just throw Alante Taylor in a situation to be like, oh, let's see what happens, right? <laughs> he, would, he, he would ease him in a lot more, and it probably would have taken a little longer. But you look at some of these numbers. Completion percentage against, 61.2% this season. That's number four in the NFL. Yards per attempt allowed, fi- passing attempt allowed, 5.8. That's number four in the NFL. Total yards allowed, which is a pretty big statistic when you want to look at a defense. 2,856 yards on the season. That's number two in the entire NFL. Touchdowns allowed 16. That's number four in the NFL. First downs allowed passing 146. That's number four. First downs, first down percentage allowed. So the percentage of times that a team starts a set of downs and gets a first down on it. That's 29.9%, number two in the NFL. And then sacks, they have 40, which is tied for ninth in the NFL. Those are legit defensive numbers for a, for a six and nine team that's been playing without his best defensive player. Like, that's pretty wild. Yeah, you know, of all the criticism that Dennis Allen gets, and I won't say it's not deserved, but a big big feather in his cap, I guess you could say, is look at this team's secondary, and at his core, you know he's a secondary guy. He played safety yep. in college, yeah, safety. obviously, and came up uh, initially with the Saints as the secondary coach uh, during that Super Bowl run for the black and gold and well then he inexplicably became a defensive line assistant with the falcons (laughs) before coming right it's like huh yeah and that's strange anyway sorry no but uh just uh i just think that the the makeup and obviously the the talent scouting which i'm sure alan had something to do with uh in grabbing alante taylor uh was was a big one and he obviously saw that this team could survive without a guy like C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And obviously, you know, the the takeaways are the biggest thing that the team is missing right now from the secondary. But other than that, they've played pretty damn good this season. Yeah, those are the stats we didn't mention. Interceptions, four, (laughs) tied for last in the NFL. Total takeaways, 11, last in the NFL by themselves. 
And then the other stat that really stands out when you look at these is first downs allowed by penalty, 38. Yeah. That is the most in the NFL. The next closest team has 34. So, like, that's a big margin, and that's a lot of first downs you are giving up for free. Um, and they're not – it's not like they're the most penalized team in the NFL. They're, they're like, 20th, I believe. I didn't write it down, but I know they're in the in the 20th range of total penalties called against them or penalties accepted against them, if you will. And so that just means a very high percentage of the penalties you're committing are of the variety that gives the other team a new set of downs. And that's a tough way to win football games when you are leading the NFL in that category and and last in the NFL in the category that gets you free possessions. <laughs> and that's, I think that's the story of this season. And it's a lot of it's luck. You know, it's not all yeah. just like, oh, well, why aren't you – catching the ball the other team's throwing it's like sometimes it's just luck like you saw daniel Sorensen. i don't think anyone is suddenly like wow daniel Sorensen is this is this star safety this ball hawk it's like no he was in the right place at the right time bradley roby he got that fumble late against the falcons right place right time and you know it's some of its luck some of it's just kind of instinctive right just knowing where to be um but yeah cj gardner johnson hasn't played in a month and he has two more interceptions in the entire saints team so that's pretty brutal it's just wild to think about um the one thing that I'll say is while Philadelphia is, I think, number two in the NFL in turnover margin, they were number one by a wide, wide margin through the first nine weeks of the season. No and kidding, since that right? point, they are last in turnover margin in the entire NFL. So this is not a team that's necessarily playing its best football right now. And if you're an Eagles fan, that's, you know, I doubt they're very concerned about much, but that's what I would be concerned about. Did you peak too early? Um, because that happens, right? Like as a as a kid who grew up watching the Giants, they seemed like they never peaked, but then they got into the playoffs, and all of a sudden they were playing at the at the highest level you'd seen all year, and so it's like, yeah, they peaked in the playoffs, right? Yeah, I feel like when we brought that up to our Eagles guest on the Inside Black and Gold podcast, yeah. he he just r- brushed that off totally about them suddenly being a turnover, you know, the, all the turnovers suddenly coming now at the end of the season and. And kind of just brushed it off saying, oh, you know, sometimes they come in bunches. Well, they're coming in bunches at the wrong time for them. Well, yeah, and I think that's a big difference between when you look at, like, the Patriots, when you look at, you know, a lot of the teams Tom Brady has been on. Even, like, the, the Colts with Peyton Manning, a lot of these teams that just were professional winners, right? They just won every year, and they understood how to do it, and they knew it was a marathon. And so they would, you know, they, they wouldn't necessarily peak until late in the season because they're working on stuff, they're figuring stuff out. and then But they were a finely tuned machine by the time the playoffs rolled around. I'm not sure that you, that's what you can say about this Eagles team. I think that they were playing their best football midseason, and they've shown some cracks in the latter yeah. part of the season. And, uh, you know, you're dealing with an injury to your quarterback. That's not easy for any team, although if any team was going to win a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback, it would be the <laughs> Eagles. Um, <laughs> and you could say, I mean, if you want to look at the, the, the you know, parallels from this season and the one that uh, Nick Foles won the Super Bowl, I can't remember, was that 2017? 2018 it, was, it yeah. was the same year as the minneapolis miracle i know that uh because the team they beat to get to the super bowl was the case keenum led patty cake vikings um and they beat them by like 30 i'm not bitter about that at all i there's a restaurant i don't go to because i watched that game at that restaurant i have not been back since i need to all understand you, you that watch the eagles vikings game i the, felt personally responsible for that for that saints loss because i watched it i don't want to name the place because i don't want them to lose business on my account but I went to a restaurant I've never been to before to watch that game because okay. the bar I was at was getting really, really toxic and mean because they were down 17 nothing in the first half. I was like, we need to go. Let's go get some food. They have a drink special. We'll watch it there. It was like this place that like I would have never gone to watch a football game. But I left the bar I was at, and I went there, and all of a sudden, 
it's like a sit-down restaurant, and all of a sudden everyone's watching this, and all the waiters stop working, and they're like, "What just happened?" And then uh, we just like left in the days. I did remember to pay, but I have not even considered going back. And it was good. I liked it. Never went back. Anyway, no, just ter- terrible memories left a bad taste yeah. in your mouth. Yeah. So maybe the Saints can do that to the Eagles today. I don't know. We'll see. All right. We're still rocking. We're bringing you up to 10 a.m., getting you ready for Saints-Eagles in Week 17. Out at the link for the third season in a row. Keep it <laughs> locked on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, back here on First Take, Jeff Nowak, Steve Geller, getting you ready for Week 17 Saints-Eagles. Oakenheart Rolex time check, three hours 34 minutes and 20 seconds on the dot until the Saints wow. and Eagles kick off. It's nice when you have a clock right in front of you, right? Um, so let's go to the Oakland Arc Jewelers Talk and Text Line. We have someone who's spam texting us about uh, – it's a 8942. He says okay. – yeah, he won't. He just desperately wants me to say these two words. Fire Loomis, bad contracts, bad drafts, bad extensions, cat purgatory. Remember the early 2000s when he was a GM and kept Aaron Brooks? All you need to know about Loomis. I mean, I, I, I don't agree with that, but – um, I guess like the, this is the thing like cap purgatory and like I get it if you go back to 2020 you had a lot of these a lot of these cap casualties because of COVID dropping the the salary cap unexpectedly and so the cap table that the Saints were working off of suddenly was in a deficit and I don't know if that's the GM's fault there was for a global pandemic I mean I, that's I, I you can blame the GM for a lot of things I'm not sure a global pandemic is one of them but like beyond that you know. What 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 free agents have you seen the Saints miss out on because of the cap? Like that's that's the thing when you talk about cap purgatory, it's going to be a situation where okay, you can't re-sign your players 
or you can't go out and make splash signings. Well, I haven't seen the Saints in the running for players that they had to back off that much because of not overpaying, right? Like if they were if they were going to go after Christian Kirk and then the Jaguars, for example, drop a huge contract on him, that's not because you can't pay him. It's because it doesn't make sense. That's not a sensible move. So I don't know. I don't know if that argument pans out um, because that's just not that. But Trey Hendrickson walk. I don't know if they would have paid Trey Hendrickson. Yeah, that, that was the with. one that popped into my head immediately. But you're you're right. Him and Marcus Williams. Yeah, I guess were some two guys that you could say. Uh, they didn't want to spend on and let go. Right. And I, I don't think anyone imagined that Trey was going to turn into this uh, the sack machine that he was. He just had a lot of injuries, too, while in New Orleans. But you can't make the argument. You can't say cap purgatory and then bad extensions as if, like, one of those things, you know, those are not mutually exclusive. Like, if you if you dropped a bag on Trey Hendrickson, you dropped a bag on Marcus Williams, then you are in cap purgatory, right? That's how you get there, by by just signing people regardless of whether it's sensible to do it or not. And so, like, I don't think both those things can be true. And that's what annoys me about that conversation. You complain in one hand, oh, they let Trey Hendrickson walk. And then you complain, oh, they never have any money to spend. Like, <laughs> I don't – the reason you're kind of getting closer and closer to, to like, a zero balance sheet is because you're not dropping those huge contracts on people. And I I think, like, that's that's the sensible thing to do. So, I mean, you can, you can complain about the GM and, you know – I would say that there's a lot of GMs out there that wouldn't have been able to navigate a franchise, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback retiring and a Hall of Fame head coach retiring without going completely in the tank. And so if your main complaint about the GM is he really wants to have a winning team on the field, you know, fine. But I think that's that's where the issue like this team, this fan base wouldn't be happier if this team was two and 15. Right. Like. They they saw an opening to win the division and they went for it. You know, you can complain about it, but like, I don't know if you can say they're in cap purgatory when they went out and they signed Tyron Matthew, who was probably the top safety on the market. Like, the cap, the cap didn't stop them from doing that. They were all in on Deshaun Watson, who was going to cost you two hundred and thirty million dollars. The cap didn't stop right. them from doing that. So I don't know. It just seems like there's all these kind of counterbalancing arguments that don't match together to to complain about a team that's like trying to navigate some of the more difficult circumstances, the difficult waters you can find and is doing it at a 500 clip. So I don't know. I I guess that's right. I'll say Loomis has done a heck of a job in keeping a guy like Cam Jordan around too on a very manageable deal. He's, you know, for what Cam has done over the years, you would think he'd be a much higher paid defensive end around the league. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's the thing. So you look at the interesting thing, and I brought this up with Mike because I, I do find it interesting, is you look at the Saints and you say, that oh, they didn't draft well. Well, a majority of the Saints roster yeah. and the Saints starters are made up by players they drafted, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like they're constantly just dropping big contracts on people and bringing them in because they didn't draft well enough at that position, right? Their stars are players they drafted. Now you bring in Jarvis Landry, you bring in Tyron Matthew. There are certain positions that they they use free agency to, to address, linebacker, safety, you know, uh, some of the defensive line spots. But, like, by and large, you're dealing with players that they drafted, and the players that they drafted are pretty good. You know, like, the Eagles have gone kind of the other direction, I think because they saw that they had a title window, and so they decided, okay, we're going to try to warp speed this rebuild into a point where we can win. And so you bring in guys like Darius Slay through the trade market. You bring in C.J. Gardner-Johnson. You bring in A.J. Brown because you've acquired the assets and you go to get them. And if that's – if I'm being critical of Mickey Loomis, it has been not – not a, a you know kind of aggregating enough assets to be aggressive at the points where you want to be and patient at the points where you need to be patient you know and and that's not all on Mickey right I think there's a lot of people that kind of have a hand in making these decisions but then at the end of the day you kind of all drop it on the head of the GM and say it's your fault 
Um, and so, like, like somebody's I think somebody's got to be to blame, right? Yeah, like, I, like one of my big gripes is why don't you have a young running back on this roster? You know, like, why don't you have sure. a running back that you've taken in the back end of a draft that you feel confident about and can kind of grow behind Alvin Kamara? One of the things that drives me more nuts than anything else is not using pipelines when you have them. Not having, like, they, like now you have a young linebacker behind Demario Davis. Like, you drafted Demarco Jackson, you have Caden Nellis, and they're all going to learn from this guy who's like preeminently good at that position. You never did that with Breeze, right? You didn't have a guy learning behind Breeze for three, four years who, by the time he was done learning behind Breeze, you had someone who was ready to step in and be better than he would have been without having learned behind that guy. You don't have that. You don't have a guy that's kind of learning at the feet of Alvin Kamara. And I think not taking advantage of that is a, is a valid criticism. But, like, I think there's more nuance than just saying, oh, well, this guy's terrible. Get rid of him. Well, that's, you know, the, the quick fix for anybody is, you know, immediately fire whoever, clean house. And, you know, Loomis has – done a heck of a job in my opinion at constructing you know a winning roster throughout the years and being able to manage that like you said there com- there's some criticism of not bringing in uh, a young quarterback a young running back but those aren't also just his decisions that's a that's a group effort there with between your scouting uh head coach and general manager and I, I don't even know if, if Loomis is really having that much input in what on what you're drafting and bringing in yeah, I mean that's that's a whole other question is how you're making some of these decisions on on player evaluation. But I, we, I mean, I'm just saying we were getting spam texted, so I had to, uh, you know, he told me he was going to keep texting until I brought it up, so I brought it up. Um, that's not really something you're factoring in today, but I do think it's an interesting conversation to be had around this game because of the way that the assets have been kind of flipped back and forth between the Eagles sure. and the Saints the last few years. And, and well, we could we could say contract is definitely a reason why Gardner Johnson was shipped out. Yeah, and so that, you know, it's interesting because I don't think that that was a value assessment. That was a, we need to trade this guy and we don't really have much of a choice right now. And we kind of, like, that's where I, I will be critical of that decision because um, I, I don't think that that was, you know, I'm, I take it back. I'm not as critical of the decision. I'm critical of the process that the allowed return. you to get to that point where you were unable to get any type of reasonable return for a guy who I would argue is one of the you know top five, top three slot corners in the NFL, even if you don't value that position to the point where you're going to want to pay it at top dollar, you, you knew that going in, and you didn't, you didn't well, yeah, do anything would, preemptively. Um, CJ would t- definitely tell you he's the number one oh, he slot has. corner in the NFL. He has told us <laughs> many, many a time, many a time. Um, but, yeah, and, and so, like, there's, there's a lot of conversations on that to be had in the offseason and some of the personnel decisions you're going to have to make. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. But the end of the day, this is a team that's playing for the playoffs today. So that's what I want to talk about. And, uh, you know, I, I think that when you get into the offseason and, and you see how they, how they handled themselves in these last two games, I think it kind of goes back to what I've been saying a lot this year is this team hasn't given up at any point. You know, like, you go back to Cleveland and play in six-degree weather – uh, that's you don't win that game unless you have a team that's pushing all its chips to the center of the table to win that game. You know, like people have questioned, like Tyron Matthew doesn't look like he's giving it his all out there. Well, you're not leading the team in tackles in six degree weather unless you want to lead the team in tackles. So like this is a team that is still playing hard for Dennis Allen, and the, with all the criticism you have of a guy, you know it's it's funny to see like the 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 kind of dynamic and like the the disconnect between a lot of the criticism. And like what you hear from the players in the locker room, what you see from the players on the field, because it's not like you're not watching a team that's that's playing without motivation. Like this team is motivated, and they had a lot of bad breaks early in the season. You know they've been they've been inconsistent. You know maybe they've been undisciplined at times, 
yeah. but you know what? Like this team is still playing fun football a majority of the time. So I don't know. That that's the biggest thing I think. Uh, the the most disappointing thing is the undisciplined football. I yeah, think that I really that. hurt the team this year. Between you know the the penalties have just been over the top. We're over the top definitely in the beginning of the year. They kind of you know th- there have been points where they've played played some pretty clean games, but for the most part. Yeah, we've seen the, the team just – this is a talented squad. They're not a bad team. They've just managed to shoot themselves in the foot way too many times. But, man, the, the talent is here on this roster, and if they're putting it together right now at the end of the season, so be it. Hopefully they can get a third straight win today. I know we haven't seen that all year long. And, you know, uh, just the fact that I think you brought it up too, that they haven't they haven't given up. There's nobody that's not buying in. Everyone is still playing hard, and I think that is a testament to Dennis Allen and the rest of the coaches here. Yeah, and it, there's one there's one area where I think you can levy some serious criticism on this team, and it's the pass rush, or at least like in the sense that you know the the interior defensive line play and the and the pass rush. Because you're going to say the use of Taysom Hill. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's been a question all season. <laughs> but I mean the guy has nine touchdowns. It's hard to hard to question it too much. He's having a career year, and I think they're I know, using I him. Know. I think they're using him in in the best role I've seen, right? This is the first time we've seen an entire season of them actually using him. Uh, and I think this is like a thing you can grow on. But um, like uh, DeMario Davis leads the team in sacks. And I don't have an issue with that so much as the number, which is like six and a half. You don't have anyone on this roster that has more than six and a half sacks. And like you have had yeah. a pretty healthy run for Marcus Davenport and Cam Jordan obviously missed one game. But, you know, that's that's disappointing to me, you know, like. You were actually not terrible. You're, I think you're middle of the pack with 40 sacks on the season, but you know a majority of those are coming from linebackers. They're coming on blitzes, and I I don't think that that was the design. That was what you planned for going in. I know you definitely didn't plan to allow for you know four and a half yards per rushing attempt for a team that went like three full seasons without allowing a hundred yard opposing rusher. Um, and so to me, that is where you know you look at it and you're like, man, we really need to address the the interior defensive line, and you know the you want to criticize the drafts. Well, you know, I think they have drafted pretty well, but the last two pass rushers that they went all into draft have not lived up to expectations in Marcus Davenport and Peyton Turner. And so that's where you see this really, really kind of value loss area of, you know, what could have you gotten with those two first round picks that you spent on Marcus and the, that first round pick that you spent on Peyton and he just hasn't been able to be get on the field. And even he's now being like healthy scratches in a lot of these games. Um, and so that's yeah. We saw Carl Granderson starting last week. And well, Carl Granderson's been good, right? Like Carl Granderson has been effective, and you and that's great. You know, you can find the diamonds, but you have to hit on the top end. It, it, you yeah. can't you, like that. The 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 middle of your roster and kind of the 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 undrafted finds that you can come up with are great, and they help you win down the road. But in order to create you know a title caliber roster, you need the top end guys, and you need to hit them, right? Like. The fact that the Eagles whiffed completely on Jefferson Jefferson or still this elite offense is an exception. Typically, that would undermine you. And the fact that they had, you know, they probably wouldn't have had to go out and trade for A.J. Green right. had they drafted Justin Jefferson, right? It's funny because you were talking to Mike about that, and it was like, oh, yeah, sure. Well, what if they had all these guys? Like, they wouldn't have A.J. Brown if they drafted Justin Jefferson right, <laughs> because right. he wouldn't have wanted to go out and trade for a wide receiver one. Um, I don't know. It's 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 uh, There are a lot of questions, but. Yeah. Well, you talk. We, we were talking earlier about Loomis. He's got a big decision. What do you pay Marcus Davenport, and what's what's the market going to be for him uh, coming up in the free agency? Because 
man, just a, a huge disappointing year for him. I know Dennis Allen and some of the defensive coordinators have talked about he puts up you know, production. stats that don't appear on the stat sheet, right? The the pressures that he's cr- the creating and everything, but half a sack in week 17, that's not acceptable for one of your starting defensive ends. That was a former first round pick, especially, you know, in a, in a contract season, right? Like this is yeah. the, the, what you can say about for Marcus's year is it's the healthiest he's been. And, and to me, that is a big question for him because, you know, whether he gets the numbers or not, he, he gets zero numbers when he's out on the field, right? There's no hidden production when he's, when he's uh, on the injury report or when he's on injury reserve. So in that sense, he has, he has done that job. But, yeah, a half sack, you can talk, say hidden numbers all you want. Yeah, exactly. You know, the half sack is not – that's not going to get Pressures. it done. Right? <laughs> but, like, I get it. You know, sacks aren't everything. But, man, that's, that's rough. In a season where, you know, one sack at a key moment, changes that game. If you get to Tom Brady and you drop him uh, late in that drive, that ends that game, right? And it's like you needed guys to step up in key moments and make game-changing plays, and you haven't gotten it enough from the from the pass rush, from the defensive interior. So that's, to me, the biggest question. All right, getting close to the end here on First Take. I'm Jeff Nowak, bringing you up till 10 a.m., and we'll hand off to the Bud Light Countdown to kick off, getting you ready for Saints Eagles Week 17. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back here on First Take, bring you up till 10 a.m. They'll hand off to the Bud Light Countdown to kick off crew. Steve, what's going on up there? Is it, is it getting warmer? Uh, definitely the sun is shining bright here, Jeff, and what a welcome uh, difference from a week ago in Cleveland for sure. I, I think that Mike Haas texted me something that it's around 15 to 7 degrees, 15 to 17 degrees warmer than uh, the you know yearly averages up here right now, and uh, definitely a perfect day for football, getting ready to, after the show, head to the media area to see what kind of goodies we got for uh, to eat before I head down to the field. And are you getting hungry yet? Because I know there is some gourmet pizza on the way to the studio. Steve, I'm always hungry. So we can just we can just cut that question. You're like off. the Hulk. You're always yes. angry. You're always yes. hungry. You wouldn't you wouldn't like me when I'm hungry, and I'm always hungry. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to thank the folks at Magazine Pizza for feeding our game day crew. That's 1068 Magazine. You can dine in or get delivery, and it's the best gourmet pizza selection in town. 
Plus, Magazine Pizza also has pastas, sandwiches, wings, and salads. Check out their website at magazinepizza.com. And yes, yes, always hungry. And hopefully the Saints are hungry for a win today. And let's go to the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. we got a few callers. Jimmy from Gretna. First call of 2023. What you got for me, Jimmy? You're on WWL. Happy 23, Jimmy. Hey, happy New Year's. I'll make it real quick. Um, you know, congratulations to Andy Dalton's uh, school, TCU. Yep. You know, I actually ran into Andy Dalton, the Red Rooster, uh, Friday <laughs> night at the Pelicans game. The Red I don't know if I said it right, but whatever. Um, no, he's cool, man. <laughs> I he, prefer the Red he's Rooster. He's got the I beautiful think red yeah, hair. Exactly. He's the man. And he's play- and look, I'll say this. As we're coming to the end of the season, whether we make the playoffs or not, I got to give him credit for a 35 year old quarterback. He's not only been commendable, um, you know, he's played very well. Um, you know, he hasn't been the reason for a lot of our losses. Now, there's been times where I've watched the television screen, watched the game, and I've said, well, we really need a, uh, a game uh, leading drive from our quarterback, uh, Andy Dalton, right here. And there have been times where it's like little things, little incompletions, or maybe a ball would just. You know, he'd throw it to a guy. And, look, he's dealing with guys who are, for the most part, uh, a makeshift crew. I mean, with um, injuries to the wide receiver core, Michael Thomas being out all year and all that, he's been throwing the ball to guys who are undrafted for the most part, a lot of them, besides Olave. And so i got to give him credit. And our offensive line has had injuries. So considering everything, uh, he's played pretty well. Um, I don't know if he's our starter next year, but then again, the reality as football fans and Saints fans have to wrap their brain around this is a lot of franchises go 20, 30 years between quarterbacks. I'm not trying to be morbid. I'm just looking, look at the Jets, look at the Cleveland Browns, not since Bernie Kosar, who wasn't even that good, not since Vinny Testaverde with the Jets, who wasn't even that great at the back end of his career, have these teams had good quarterbacks. Now I know Browns have Watson now, but the point is the post-Drew Brees era, people need to be patient. And it's not like, yeah, even if we did have a first round, it's not like a first-round quarterback is a, is a slam dunk. Because if you look at the analytics, guys, most first-round quarterbacks don't pan out. Like, overwhelmingly. It's like 80% of them never become true starters. 70% of them, or something like that, become what was expected of them. Yeah, that's the reality. Look at the kid for, with the Jets now who's about to get cut after right. one year being the second overall pick. It's not a slam dunk. Uh, you know, so I, I think coaching has a lot to do with quarterback play. And um, I, I, I obviously I think I, from what I understand, Dennis Allen is definitely coming back. I don't know if Carmichael will be back. But, um, yeah, Dennis, yeah. if Dennis is back, he's got to bring in a good signal caller and a guy who could really work with a quarterback, whether that be Dalton for one more year as a bridge guy. But I do see us, whether it's the free agent market or in the draft, to get somebody. And we can get somebody good in the second, third round. Jimmy, I do have to say, if that's short, I'd hate to hear long. That was short, buddy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm Happy just kidding. New Year. I, I will New say, Year, at least, um, I will give Jimmy credit, though, at least some wise words for the no, first I, caller I, I, of 2023. I was, just, I was just giving you a hard time. No, I agree with a lot of that. <laughs> and, and it's like, yeah, you can say, like, oh, well, yeah, you got to go draft a quarterback. Well, the Browns took a quarterback number one overall. He's playing for the Rams right now. You know, the, the Jets took a quarterback number two overall. He's – you know, about to be on the free agent market. You know, it, like drafting high is not doesn't matter unless you get it right. And then when you do get it right, you know, you feel real good about it. When you get Joe Burrow in town, when you get Pat Mahomes in town, but you know, it's a lot harder than it sounds. Um, yeah, and and I agree with with everything else too. You can you can argue all day whether Jameis Winston, whether Andy Dalton, 
could be the starting quarterback, but Andy Dalton isn't the reason you're losing games. And so like that to me is like, you know, you've got, you've gotten winning caliber quarterback play out of Andy Dalton. And um, yeah, I think we have another, another Jimmy on the line, Jimmy from Kentwood. He's got a game prediction. What do you got for us, Jimmy? You're on WWL. Good morning. Good morning, man. Good morning. I got mixed emotions about today's game. Right. I'm a Saints fan, but my my brother-in-law is Devontae Smith's grandfather. Okay. My sister and him is at the game today. Who do you think got more to play for, the Eagles or the Saints? Interesting. Well, um, I mean – I, w- I would say the Saints just because they're trying to stay alive where the Eagles are, they know they're in the postseason, fighting for that one seed, the critical, obviously, bye week uh, you only get with the number one. But right now, it's it's do or die for New Orleans. So I'm saying they've got more to play for. So I take that question more like who's got the pressure, right? Who's got the – who's got who's going to walk in there and has to deal with the game pressure? And I think it's Philadelphia because, yeah, if you end up going on the road in the first round after starting 13-2 and two, <laughs> and then you lose, you know, you're going to look back at some of these games and be like, man, that was rough. But all right, good question. Appreciate it. We're getting down towards the end here on First Take. Keep it locked on WWL. All right, we're getting down toward the end here on WWL. Oakenheart Rolex time check. You're about two hours, two minutes, and uh, 39 seconds away from Saints – Eagles. I almost said Saints Falcons. We already did that twice. Out one of the in, birds at Lincoln Financial Field. And I also have a fun uh, Oakenheart Jewelers talking text line. We got a text says nine six three three. Nothing but homers on WWL with Saints analyzes. I didn't give him an analysis. No credibility with anyone on this station. National sports Ouch. talk people are better at knowing what the Saints are. And sure, I guess if you, I mean, if you if you want someone to go and just just ramble on about how everything is terrible and everyone should get fired all the time and they never make any good decisions they've never done anything well in their entire lives and it's all one person's fault and they should fire this guy fire this guy and then then they should get fired themselves go on twitter that's what's that's what you'll find there we're not the show for you then right i mean that's that's the game i mean i'm just gonna i'm just gonna be reasonable uh but hey you know that's not what people For want me, these you, days. For me, you look at this defense. They've been on point this year, and especially the last couple of games. They haven't given up over 20 points since Monday Night Football against the Ravens back in November. Come on, man. I mean, you got you have a shot against this high-powered Steve, Eagles offense. I don't care. Fire everybody. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's it. All right. On that note, I'm just kidding. That was me being sarcastic. Anyway. Everyone, thanks for listening. This is WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 